Today, we are recording episode 19 entitled Anxiety. Picture this scene. I was in seventh grade, and at the time, I enjoyed competing in oratorical contests for fun. However, because my mother was a single parent and had to work, she was never able to come to see me compete. I should have been grateful that she was working. However, I got caught up on her being there to see me perform. She finally decided to come. However, she didn't forewarn me. I was on the stage and she came in a couple of minutes after I approached the stage, waving to me to show me that she was there. And my mind went blank right after the first few lines. I could hear my words trembling and I could feel my whole body shaking intensely on the inside and on the outside. I was horrified. She hadn't done anything wrong, but my lack of preparedness for her coming totally threw me for a loop. When we hear the word anxiety, all kind of thoughts come to our mind. Anxiety is normal in some cases. For example, Recently, I was waiting for the test results to come back from a mammogram. And as I was listening to the person on the phone, I became anxious as I proposed what her words would be and then how I would react to the news. Anxiety can sneak upon us as we get ready to take a test it can cause us to forget everything that we were going to say. And it can be very much so debilitating. This type can often be hereditary and it would fall under the column of an anxiety disorder, which means that if our grandparents and parents have suffered from anxiety disorder, 
then there is a high chance that we could be dealing with the same issue. When we suffer from this kind of anxiety, it is something that we have no control over. There is, however, another kind of anxiety that I'm going to discuss. And this type of anxiety is from the things that we place on ourselves. Examples of this is trying to fix problems that we have no control over. We try to control our adult children and the mistakes that they make in their lives. We try to control whether or not people will accept or reject our uniqueness. We try to control whether the job that we've had for over 15 years will be the job that we retire from. We try to control the discipline that God gives to a family member or friend in regard to their sin. And in the process of all of this, we begin to enable the individual. When we try so hard to control it only makes us more out of control. This eagerness to control creates an addiction within itself. This is what the devil doesn't tell us. We don't know until it's too late. Another type of anxiety that we place on ourselves is that of making changes for the sake of coming out of vicious cycles. For example, Stacy notices that she has an anxiety attack every morning in regard to getting out the door and getting to work. Reasoning. Every morning, Stacy stays in bed until 30 minutes before it's time to leave to go to work. She has to rush to put makeup on, get her breakfast, and pack her lunch. Stacy knows what is behind this problem, but she fails to make the changes. Stacy is self-sabotaging. Scheduling is another type of self-inflicted anxiety. And this is the area that I myself am guilty of. And starting to make progress in a little bit at a time. We pile as much as we can in at any given day. The more things we keep adding to that list, the more things will be added to our list of anxiety. The first thing that we don't consider is exactly how long will it take to get each thing done. There are only so many hours in each day. If we work outside the home, then those hours are even shorter. And unless we are God, there is no way that we can get all those things done. But we try. And sometimes it's impossible to get those things done. But we have used our time up spending hours on social media or doing a little bit too much relaxing. Self-care is good, but sometimes that can also uh, an excessive amount of that can lead to laziness. And we're only starting up a vicious cycle 
all over again. The last type of anxiety that I would like to discuss is that of trauma-induced anxiety. And unfortunately, this kind is one that I am very familiar with. One kind of trauma anxiety is created from having to be in hypervigilant mode all the time. The other part of trauma anxiety that I have noticed for myself is that I might have a flashback or a trigger of something. Then what happens is that my mind may start to think about the details and feelings that this event caused. I push the thought away, thinking that maybe it is unimportant, only to realize later when it resurfaces and continues to occupy my emotional and mental space that it is something that I need to deal with. However, since trauma wants to be in control, it will cause you to start self-protecting and then rationalizing why you shouldn't talk about this particular thing. You think you've somehow outsmarted trauma, but it outsmarts you because when this event is occurring, it'll keep coming up and keep coming up until you deal with it. It causes your anxiety to go from about zero to 1,000 throughout your body while the flashbacks are occurring. And what you don't realize at the time is that avoidance of discussion about this event is actually keeping the anxiety going. It's pumping up the physical energy in your body of adrenaline, and it's delaying the healing at the same time. I learned this the hard way when I tried avoiding talking about seeing my father abuse my mother in our apartment as a kid. I kept delaying and delaying and scratching off on my therapy notes and saying, nope, not this week. Weeks turned into months. And then finally, when I couldn't take it any longer and started to feel the impulse of swinging and punching at its peak. I did what I needed to do. I talked about it with my therapist. It got better before it got worse. Actually, it was the opposite. It got worse before it got better. Now, when those things come up, I pretend like I'm kickboxing in order to release the energy from my body. Before discussing this event with my therapist, I would zone into worship music to calm down the impulses. What I didn't realize is that the energy needs to leave your body. We ask God to help us with all kinds of things. However, we forget to ask him to help us with things like anxiety and to get to the root of the issue. In Psalm 139, David reminds us about how God knows everything. We can't hide anything from him. His presence follows us. Oh Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. Everything I do, you understand my thought from afar off. 
You scrutinize my path and my lying down, and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there's a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have placed your hand upon me. Such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high above. I cannot reach it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed and show, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the night will be the only light around me, even the darkness is not dark to you and conceals nothing from you. But the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For you formed my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me. When as yet, there was not one of them even taking shape. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you will kill the wicked, O God. Go away from me, therefore men of bloodshed, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect and utmost hatred. They have become my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there is any wicked or hurtful way in me. And lead me in the everlasting way. What are some helpful ways? to reduce anxiety. Taking a deep breath in and out. Meditating. Listening to worship music. Prayer. Exercise. Fresh air. Drinking plenty of water. Walking to the beach, sinking your feet in the sand, watching the ripple of waves. Sometimes all of the above plus medicine. I pray that you have heard something here today that has been helpful. Thank you once again for listening to Healing our brokenness. Have a very good night and God bless. More than I could have known. 
nights never so cold without his grace how could i say that i've seen the world from his great love how could i know what he Wait! 